Hi friends, it's already Friday, July 6th. You're listening to Jenny, contributor to Intelligame. Welcome to another edition of IG Radio. Through the wonders of the internets, games don't have to be a communal experience in an oftentimes cramped living or bedroom. We can watch people play games online via Twitch or Mixer or YouTube or any number of other streaming platforms, and there are too many multiplayer games and communities to count, with titles like Fortnite and PUBG and Overwatch and more just leading the way. We don't have to share screens or controllers or space or snacks, and time is even less of an issue because if your friends aren't there, you can always find someone to play with. So why would we want to go back to having to lug around systems or controllers or, heaven forbid, having to share snacks and couch space with others to play a game? Intimacy. Connection. Uh, And even for us older folks, a little nostalgia. This week, I finally purchased Overcooked on the Switch for myself, uh, and this is a game I've played a bit on show floors, but never really gotten to sit down with people who I know to just dive in and do our best. And this week, I remembered why I love couch co-op, and it reminded me why we should take a little bit of time to try and insert some more of it into our lives. While many of my favorite titles are single-player stories and campaigns, most of my formative years of gaming were actually spent playing couch co-op and party games with my younger brother. There are lots of reasons for that. Uh, Part of me wonders if my parents intentionally purchased games that we could play together in the hopes that it'd help us get along. Thanks, parents. It totally worked. Uh, And I'm sure it also helped that they essentially got to cut their game purchases for us in half since we both ended up playing the same game and it probably saved a little bit on their electricity bill because we each only got 40 minutes of game time a day per my mom's instructions, and that did not compound if we were both playing at the same time, unfortunately for us. But playing video games solo wasn't really a thing when I was younger. It was social. When I went to college, the desire to play games in a co-op format actually diminished particularly more and more as my friends had moved to playing online multiplayer. I still don't know exactly what it is, but I'm often still hesitant to play online with other people. Perhaps it's the anonymity and the ease in which generally people seem to remove their filters and allow a lot of negativity to come out once they're online. Uh, Perhaps that it's I feel like so much of what encompasses online multiplayer opportunities, they're just not the games that I'd normally want to play, Although, I do have to admit, recent online experiences, like what's available on Stardew Valley and the Kickstarter that recently got funded, um, Temtem, those are titles that are reigniting this interest in more online play for me. While I am going to keep trying to do online gaming experiences because it's something that I do find interesting and valuable, ultimately there's something about it right now in this moment that's lacking for me. So even with the Steam sale taking a nice little cut out of my wallet, I decided that for a little present to myself for taking a day off this Wednesday on the 4th, I would purchase a game on the Switch to play while I kept my computer off. 
And in my next IG radio, I will have to talk about even when I disconnect from technology, apparently I still have to be connected to technology. But I ended up downloading three titles, Fortnite for the Switch, see, still trying to figure out that online multiplayer, uh, the Octopath Traveler prologue demo for that solo gamer in me, and I'm loving it so far by the way, and then something in me decided to impulse buy Overcooked. Here's the thing, I haven't really played a ton of couch co-op games lately. I live with my husband and two cats, and while we're both gamers, we often play a lot of solo games, and so we don't often play together, and we don't often have friends over to play games, mostly because we're quiet introverts who enjoy people, but also hate letting them know when we want them to leave, and we don't invite them over anyways. So occasionally and I, my husband, will dabble in multiplayer games together, but we have computers in different rooms, and many of the games we play are online multiplayer. So when we play, we are online on our separate computers, voice chatting on Discord so we're not shouting across our apartment. Frankly, some nights it feels a little frustrating because while we are only a room apart, we feel further. So maybe it wasn't on so much of a whim, my impulse purchase of Overcooked. On the 4th, our plan was to go on a beach trip before family barbecue time, but Due to our lovely Oregon weather, nice and cloudy and windy, uh, our beach trip was canceled, so we ended up plugging it in and turning it on. Bow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> Just kidding. But we, we did plug in my Switch and turn it on to try and play some Overcooked. After about 10 minutes, I knew I would never be able to play Overcooked as a single player. Lying on the floor, our necks leaning against our incredibly uncomfortable yet cheap, so we bought it anyway, Ikea mini couch, and learning how to best communicate with one another for the highest possible kitchen cooking efficiency and workflow was one of the best afternoons I've had in a long, long time. Let me rewind a bit. In case you're not familiar with Overcooked, it is by indie studio Ghost Town Games and it's a co-op title about cooking as many of a specific dish in a short amount of time. You start off small with soups that require single ingredients, but quickly progress to having to chop up multiple ingredients with multiple cooking steps and having to do dishes in these just kooky arenas. It's chaotic, and while there is a single player option, having someone there to experience that chaos with you makes the game at least 100% better. Pretty sure it's science. We ended up playing this game together for about four hours straight, only getting up once because our cats needed to be fed, and getting up at the end only because my family had arrived for our barbecue. By the end, we had developed strategies together, mapped out game plans, and even began to develop communication strategies where we knew by just the tone of voice even what was happening with the other person without even having to look at the other side of the kitchen. We were in this gaming flow state together. There was something so uniquely satisfying in being able to celebrate those victories and talk through those frustrations while in the same room. And as soon as we had finished playing and started to cook together with my family for our 4th of July barbecue, a lot of that bled into some of the stories and communication we had after the fact. And so a lot of the bonding, the intimacy, and the connection bled into our real lives, and we even ended up talking about it with our family and inviting them to play the game with us in the future. Sharing the same goal in a game was also quite refreshing. 
When online, while there are games and places where you share the same goal with others, there's also just lots of opportunities for others to steal from you, to turn on you, or just do your own thing. And again, I've just never felt in sync with people while playing online multiplayer. But with Overcooked and many other couch co-op titles, you really must work together against the game, whether it's beating a timer or a boss, to make sure you succeed. And if I remember correctly, back in college, playing Castle Crashers with friends and feeling the same way. Although, I think in Castle Crashers you may have been able to hoard items from your friends. I can't quite remember. It's been a long time since college. So while I do have a soft spot for couch co-op, there is room for both, couch and online multiplayer. In fact, many recent titles will have both options, which is great. But this week, I was just reminded of the fact that playing games online, while convenient, for me still has a little something missing. Perhaps it's my nostalgia due to the fact that I grew up playing couch co-op, and perhaps folks jumping into gaming now don't quite feel the same way as many of them may not have grown up doing the local co-op or couch co-op thing. But I feel there's really something special about being in the same room, feeling those highs and lows of a game together with your loved ones that elevates the experience and can help transcend the game itself. It turns into more of a story. It turns into more of a memory that you can share outside of the gaming world together. While I hesitate to make the CTA or recommendation of the week, A, not grounded in gaming, and B, essentially to watch TV, which I normally don't encourage, this show has had so much impact and was, in some ways, such a therapeutic experience for me, I have to share it about here. If you have Netflix or know someone with Netflix, or maybe just try a free trial of Netflix and then cancel it, but either way, try to carve out some time and watch Hannah Gadsby's special titled Nanette. Comedy needs two parts, a beginning and a middle. Stories need three, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And with this premise, Gadsby delivers a show that not only deconstructs comedy and her relationship with it, but ultimately rejects comedy as it stands today. This Netflix special is equal parts hilarious and heartbreaking, but most importantly, it is formative. It takes comedy, which is so often abstract, and grounds it in personal experience. And if you or someone you know thinks this isn't the right kind of show for you, I would argue that this is exactly what you should be listening to now. So that's this week's CTA. If you can and are able to find a way to watch Nanette, please, I highly encourage you to do so. It is a great starting point for discussion with friends and family, and it is a great starting point or midpoint for reflection, as I think a lot of us are doing, especially with what's going on in today's world. So that's it for this Friday edition of IG Radio. You can also find me on Twitter at KimChica25, K-I-M-C-H-I-C-A-2-5. Uh, and be sure to tune in for Monday's edition of IG Radio, as well as check out our other content. We even have an Instagram with a fancy link tree, where once you click that in our bio, you can easily find all the things. Yep, all the things. Our YouTube, our webpage, our podcast links, everything. So don't hesitate to say hi to us, whether it is on our social channels or in our Discord, or if you happen to know us in person and see us walking around, say hi to us in person. We would love that too. And be sure to tune into the IntelliGame live streams on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. 
and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, everyone. I will talk to you next time.